Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Hello, and welcome to episode zero of Inbound Agency Journey. I'm your co-host, Andrew Dembski, and in this kickoff episode today, we're going to do something special. I have the opportunity to interview my business partner, Gray McKenzie. And so Gray is going to share a little bit about Guava Box and what brought the agency to where it is today. He'll share a little bit about some of his tips and tricks and favorite tools that he likes to use to get work done, some of the struggles that he and I have encountered along our journey to where we are today. So, Gray, do you want to start us off by just a little introduction of yourself and what your role is at Guava Box? Yep. Thanks, Andrew. Well, I'll give you folks a little bit of a personal background first. I am a 2011 graduate of Grove City College uh, from the western Pennsylvania area and then went to school there. Grove City is a small private, uh, private Christian school about an hour north of Pittsburgh. Just for frame of reference, uh, Andrew, that's where we met our freshman year. Um, had a desire to do business together for quite a while and finally launched Guava Box out of our dorm room our senior year. And um, and it's been quite a journey since then. Uh, personally, I'm into sports. I'm coaching high school baseball right now. I've spent time coaching high school lacrosse, played lacrosse with Andrew through college. And, uh, and now I have the opportunity to still coach, which is awesome. That's so cool. You are always running around and always active. So that is a – anyone who knows you for just a little bit sees that energetic side of you. And it comes out in business as well because you're a very passionate guy. Um, Greg, could you give us an overview on from when the agency started in the dorm room up until now, how has the Guava Box team expanded and what does that team look like? Sure. So we started in 2011, uh, early 2011. It was Andrew, myself, two other Grove City College students who were two years younger, uh, Ryan Herman and Brandon Jones. And uh, the team shrunk over the first couple of years from, uh, from the four of us. Ryan left to, uh, to do a bike trip across the country, and Brandon, uh, Brandon left to work at a church. Um, so in the early days, it was just us as founders doing um, 100% of everything that we did, which was a lot, of, a lot of different things from web design, social media marketing, to SEO, and then finally getting into inbound. Um, today, we're at a place where we're working with folks on a contractor basis. We've chosen to go the contractor route instead of uh, the employee route, and we've got a team of uh, about 10 or 11 folks who are working with us consistently as contractors. Um, ben is heading up the inbound partnership side of our team. Um, so he's a he's a key player. We've got Ryan who's joined us again to come back on and do sales. Um, so we've got some folks working in uh, essentially a full time capacity, and then we've got some folks who are working on a part time um, part time basis as well. So could you just share a little bit, Gray? Uh, I know that we've had tons of conversations about this, but just what are what are some of your thoughts when it comes to weighing the advantages between going contractor versus in house employee? Because some agencies. Are split. Uh, what are you, what are some of your pros and cons as to why Guava Box chose to go the contractor route over the employee route? Yep, 
I'd say, first of all, that there are pros and cons either way. The contractor route, the reason that we've chosen to go that way, uh, a couple of things we've bootstrapped Guava Box from day number one. So, so the ability to keep the payroll costs low and not have to make a full-time commitment or even a consistent part-time commitment to folks early on, that was kind of necessary from a financial side of the business. Now we're at a point where we're still using the contractor system and we're uh, even though we have some folks working in person in the same offices, we're largely a remote team. And the contractor basis and remote team setup allows you to hire the best talent period, not the best talent in the Pittsburgh area, um, et cetera. So you've got some advantages in terms of the talent that you can work with. You get a lot of different perspectives and you've got the ability to, the contractor setup also allows everyone to kind of keep a little bit more money um, out of the paychecks, out of what's coming in than versus the, uh, versus the employee route. Gotcha. So um, just shifting from there, the, when I talk to agencies, one of the concerns that they have is what's the client experience like? If they're working with a member of your team and they're not an employee, there's kind of that risk that it's not a, you know, there's not as much control there. So would you mind sharing uh, like a recent success that's happened to Guava Box uh, where a client has just been really, really pleased with the work that's done and just kind of get up and brag a little bit about some of your recent work? Sure. Yeah, I think uh, actually the one thing that I would add on to the previous question, which plays into this as well, is the biggest maybe con or potential con, the the potential downside of having a contractor-based team is the culture that you're building. And so it takes a lot more work if you are remote and you've got varying levels of commitment. Not everyone's in the same office working full-time, the same set of hours. The culture that you build and uh, just interpersonal relationships among the team, the sense of commitment and involvement and participation that everyone has, that's something that we have to work hard to continue to promote and engender a healthy culture uh, in the environment that we're creating here at Guava Box. Um, so an example of how that's worked to help well lately um, We've got a couple client projects that have uh, just launched significant um, HubSpot COS website redesigns recently. And Ben has just been owning the the project management side of the HubSpot COS. He got COS certified. We've been bringing him up to speed on what it takes to run a successful website redesign project. And he's taken a a lot of the weight off of our shoulders in terms of managing the project and allowed us to kind of to use our skills in the areas where we've got um, kind of specialties. So I do a lot on the development side of things uh, in the back end of the HubSpot COS. And so that's allowed me to take time away from project management to go focus on hardcore development and for you, Andrew, to focus on content or design. Um, so just having having that team and continuing to teach and build and encourage um that's allowed everyone to have kind of hone their special parts of the process and contributed to some big client success stories lately that's awesome and like one of the keys of leadership you always hear is how important delegation is but it is one of the hardest things to figure out but once you just take that step of faith it's really cool to see it when when good fruit is born it's good to good to feel that right um Great. Could you share – that was kind of a success that, that we've seen recently with like bringing Ben up to speed and just expanding the team and spreading out responsibility outside of the owner's circle. I want to hit on and share a struggle that 
that either like you feel the agency has gone through recently or even you personally within your roles at the at Guava Box, what would be a struggle that's kind of marked your your work experience in the past few weeks? Yep. There are two here, one more of a team issue and one uh, personally, I think from a team side of things, how we do on, a, on the sales side of things has been something that we've struggled with and uh, been learning through trial by fire for four years now. And the sales side of things, it's something I'm not naturally wired to go out and be an aggressive salesperson. My style, Andrew, I think your style is more of, hey, here are the pros, here are the cons, here's what I would do if I was in your situation. But honestly, it's your choice if you'd like to work with us to do that. It's not the only way. We think it's a great way because of this. But here are your other options as well. It's more of just present the facts, and hopefully it's as obvious to the to the lead or the prospect as it is to me. Um, yeah. But because sales is something that I'm not – I don't get up in the morning and um, and I'm not thrilled about going out and trying to sell – aggressively a new client. I'm, I'm really excited and motivated. I know we both are to help people and to help folks grow their organizations. But the sales side of that is something that we're not wired to do. And so as a result, that's something that's easy to kind of push to the back in favor of things that don't have as big of an impact on the company. We can't grow as fast if we don't have sales. So that's something that we've struggled through. And bringing Ryan on to do sales in, uh, in more of a full-time capacity um, that's something that I think is going to help help us grow significantly. I think from a, from a personal side, figuring out how to allocate time and the tendency to wear too many hats when it's something that we've grown from the ground up, it's sometimes hard to let go of things. Yeah. And so experiences like having Ben just really take ownership of COS projects is really encouraging and I think big step in the right direction for us and that kind of that success uh, makes it easier the next time to keep handing things off and uh, and empower other people to do what we've been used to doing. But just letting go of stuff, being okay with it, not working out perfectly, and then coming in and uh, just continue, continuously encouraging what's good, correcting what we need to correct, and growing together as a team. That's awesome. And all that stuff you just shared is great in theory, but you can't really make it happen at all without smart processes in place and things that that take the workflow out of your head out of my head and put them down in a repeatable way and so that's one of the things that that's one of the the core ideas of do inbound the and that's that drives that entire software product is how do we help agencies streamline their processes by pulling them out of their owners minds and putting them in a repeatable fashion would you mind sharing gray just a high level overview of a process that you have found just working really, really well over perhaps some of these past COS projects or anywhere in the agency? Sure. There's a couple examples that stick out right away. One is, talked about finance just briefly with contractors earlier, and uh, we've documented about 95% of the things that need to happen from a financial perspective in the organization. Um, It was a struggle early on as we passed around books, and finally took the time to sit down and detail out exactly how the whole system was going to work, cash in, cash out, cash to owners, to contractors, um, what anywhere where there's money moving hands or, uh, or things that need to be processed, um, documenting that. And that definitely brought our um, just our bookkeeping and accounting, everything up to another level and helped everyone get on board around 
uh, what steps needed to be done by everyone in the organization. Now, that's something that um, I was largely spearheading, so it wasn't something that necessarily played out. A lot of those processes were specific were specific for me. I think um, as far as client-related work goes, the web design processes is something that's um, come a long ways. So that's something we could talk about. And I think probably the inbound marketing game plan, I think if we think about what are the couple things that our agency at Guava Box does uh, that are truly world-class that's better than the vast majority of agencies or companies out there can do on their own. A couple of things I look at, one, I think that the COS website redesigns is something that we excel at, but I really think that the inbound marketing game plan and what it takes to build a strategy for someone, go in and assess their situation, build a strategy for how to go from where they are today to where they need to go, and then build the framework for that inside of HubSpot. I think that those two things, it's usually a, you know, it could be anywhere from just a two-week strategy session to four months worth of building the strategy and then implementing that. That's something that, um, Andrew, you've spearheaded documenting every single step of that process. And that's been really cool to see that um, just continue to be refined and uh, contribute to really successful client projects and even to see Ben take ownership of a lot of that and something that you've put in so much work to document to see him then be able to take those documents and go through and uh, and just create really good results for clients with that. Yeah, that's really it's really encouraging to just find one of your team members working through the processes you've outlined, following the vision that you've cast. That is a really cool thing. And it's also a lot of fun to sit across the table from a client, one who's tried to do inbound marketing for years, found some elements of success, but when they when they work through your process and your the game plan you put together, they it just makes it makes total sense. Um, both of those elements are just really encouraging from a process standpoint because I mean we've bumped our toes so many times, Gray. We've bruised our knees and just fallen over on client projects and just on sales stuff like you mentioned. So this is this has been a journey for us and it's exciting to be here and exciting to think about like with these elements in place, you know, the next three years, how much more exciting are those gonna be than the past three years? Um, at least hopefully mm-hmm. more profitable, right? That's the plan. Um, so you talked a little bit about finance and the processes that you've put in place there. Would you mind giving us an overview of some of the tools that you use to manage the finances here at Guava Box, both currently and tools that you've used in the past? Sure. Um, just to keep things kind of really simple, our primary uh, invoicing and accounting tool for the first three and a half years was FreshBooks. It's just uh, freshbooks.com, and they are an awesome cloud-based invoicing system. There's some level of bookkeeping that comes with that, um, but there's also some limitations to what you can do. What it's really good for is sending an invoice to clients, um, getting paid, and keeping that recorded, and keeping simple expenses recorded. Now, recently we've switched from FreshBooks. That was FreshBooks plus Microsoft Excel was about 100% of what we used for the first couple years of business. We've recently switched and started using QuickBooks Online as there have been some other streams of income that have opened up. So if you need to record income that's not from an invoice, that's challenging to do inside FreshBooks right now. Um, With moving to some payroll and more contractors and some more just complicated bookkeeping, and the need for as as your income level grows, obviously, and you hit the um, the quarter of a million dollars in annual revenue mark, now you need to have a balance sheet on your tax return. And so, uh, QuickBooks Online allows us to do that, and uh, and FreshBooks 
just was a little bit, little bit limited in some of the reporting functionality as well. Gotcha. Has that been a smooth transition to this point? Uh, overall, it's been, it's been relatively. Here are a couple of the, the pain points. FreshBooks allows you to automatically send reminder emails to clients. So if, for example, at our agency, we went to net 21 terms. That's something that's different than most people have. When you send an invoice, uh, it's common to see net 30 or net 60. Um, we went to net 21 as a, as a way to kind of be a little bit different and have, have had overwhelmingly um, positive results from that. No complaints from clients. Um, we thought we'd try it out. And if there were a number of complaints, we'd switch it back. It, it's not a big deal. It's just more about getting paid when we, you know, in, in some reasonable time frame. Um, so let's say your terms are net 21 and you want to send a reminder out at 14 days. So they have a week left to pay it. FreshBooks allows you to automatically set up up to three reminder emails and then a pass due reminder email, automatically apply late fees for overdue payments. Um, and QuickBooks doesn't have a lot of that invoicing functionality. Um, so there were some, there were definitely some benefits to FreshBooks that, that QuickBooks doesn't have yet and that we've tried to come up with a way to, using Zapier and some other tools, try and come up with a way to kind of hack together. Um, so it's it's been mostly smooth with a couple of things that were really nice to have with FreshBooks. Okay. Well, thanks for giving that overview. Um, I know it's been a process, and you've done a lot of research to get us to this point. So hopefully that helps uh, expedite someone's research process a little bit there if they're thinking about yep. that transition. Um, I'd like to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about your your personal life and how, as a, an entrepreneur who runs several businesses, how do you how do you approach each day? And I want to know if you could just share a few um, a few words about your morning routine and are there any things that you do on a continual basis each day to prepare yourself to, to come to work and just crush it at whatever you're doing that day? <laughs> this is, uh, the morning routine I feel like is in constant flux, but it is important. Um, it's super important. And I know in the times when I've felt least structured and been least productive, I haven't had a morning routine. So a couple things that make their way into every morning for me. Um, one is waking up. That's a pretty critical, <laughs> critical step. Every day. Yep. It happens all the time. Um, but typically wake up, um, spend some time uh, either walking or running or doing a little workout um, at the house in the morning. Uh, spend some time reading the Bible, uh, writing, and in prayer and meditation. And uh, typically try and eat breakfast within 30 minutes of waking up, which is similar to, uh, that's straight from Tim Ferriss's uh, diet. And spend some, yeah, try and spend some time um, outside of those things, specifically prior to bed the night before and then waking up in the morning. One of the things that's been helpful lately is trying to outline what are the one or two key things that need to happen today for today to be a success. There's so many things trying to run an agency that come up throughout the day and it's really easy to get distracted by them. And the most frustrating days are when I let those keep me from my one or two big things that need to get moved forward that day in order for it to, to feel like a success and to help position the agency and personal life um, for success down the road. Oh, that's awesome. And I think the, the one thing that's more frustrating than coming to the end of the day and realizing you weren't able to get to those big rocks for the day 
is not even knowing what those big rocks were supposed to be. Uh, so to, to approach a day and not have any idea what, what you need to tackle that day to move the ball down the field is really, really a rough day. And a lot of times we don't even know we have it until we look back and see that we haven't actually gone anywhere. Um, great. I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing just about uh, kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit on Guava Box and a little bit uh, back behind the scenes story of the Gray McKenzie life. Um, if folks wanted to get in touch with you, what are one or two of the best ways that they can use to, to get in touch with you? Yep. Twitter, I am at S. Gray McKenzie. And the other way is probably email, uh, gray at guavabox.com. Awesome. Well, Gray, thanks to you so much for your time. Thanks, Andrew. After the break, Gray and I are going to talk more about the vision for Inbound Agency Journey and what you can expect on this podcast. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Let's Game Plan, the premium training product designed to help marketing agencies build better inbound marketing strategies for their clients. If you want to learn how to sell, build, and deliver an amazing inbound strategy for your clients using a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash game plan. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, forward slash game plan. Now, back to the show. All right, guys, this is the time in the podcast when Gray and I circle back after an interview and discuss it. This is your chance to kind of listen in on a conversation that Gray and I would have about the industry, about Guava Box, about other inbound marketing agencies, about what we can do as as a team to do things better. So today's a little bit different because the interview that we just got off of was Gray. So he knows all about it and I know all about it because we were both there. But this will be the time where we normally dig in and talk about what ideas we thought were cool and what things we'd like to see added to our business or just what ideas kind of got us thinking. So today, I want to use this time to dig into what do we want the vision of inbound agency journey, this this conversation that we have right now, where do we want to see this go? Um, So I want to bunt it over to Gray and let him open up with his thoughts on the vision for where this conversation can lead. I'm super excited about this podcast and the opportunity that we have in the inbound agency space. What we've noticed over the past uh, three plus years of being partnered up with HubSpot and transitioning and becoming an inbound marketing agency and continuing to learn, well, what does that mean in general? What does that mean for us? I think probably the coolest thing about this space is the community and the willingness to share from most folks. Obviously, there are outliers. There are always outliers. But compared to some of the other industries that we've spent time in, uh, the folks who are running inbound marketing agencies are overwhelmingly open, willing to share their information. Um, There are very few secrets. And I know that it's been a huge blessing to us as we've grown to be able to, to take great information from other folks and apply to our business. And it's also a really cool opportunity to be able to share and give back to um, folks who are either not as far along the journey yet, or they're just struggling with a specific thing that maybe we have domain expertise in. So I think right off the bat, this podcast is an opportunity for us to try and give back to the community. And it's not just giving back, it's also um, just providing a platform for folks to continue to share information back and forth and and to help everyone grow together as inbound agencies and also just relation, relationally as friends. 
this is such a it's a young space but it's growing so fast there's agencies popping up all over the world and with do inbound we've had the opportunity to talk with agency owners in all over the place in uh the uk in spain in new zealand in australia in all different parts of the united states uh south america this is a global movement right now, and it's a very, very exciting time to be in business because we all have the opportunity to go out and help our clients with a strategy that freaking works. And that's like one of the coolest things that we have the opportunity to do is sit across the table and, and really sell something that we can believe in. And I think when we can lean on each other and we can learn in, in atmospheres like this, hopefully in this podcast, through different communities and just getting to know each other, you know, networking, finding folks who have strengths connecting them with people who are weak in those areas and really building strong teams across across agencies is a great opportunity that we have. And I'm just so excited, great to see where this goes. I'm excited to meet new people. Um, I'm excited to push myself and for you to be pushed into different areas through this and uh, just excited. Yeah, looking forward to it. I just think of the conversations that we've had already and the folks who are just willing to give, whether it's feedback on Do Inbound or insights into things that they are struggling with right now or yeah. ways that they think we could uh, push Globalbox to the, to the next level or some of the opportunities that we've had to partner with other agencies on projects, whether it's web design projects or helping out when they've uh, kind of hit a, a capacity on the work that they can handle. Um, there have been so many awesome experiences to this point. And so if we can help cultivate more of those for other folks and just serve as a, as a point of connection um, for folks who are in this space, that'd be awesome. Amen. Well, guys, this is a wrap on episode zero of Inbound Agency Journey. Gray and I are so pumped to have you here. We look forward to having you back at episode one. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.